Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week, sponsored by Betterment. Okay, you know, every week we've got two different opportunities for you to ask us questions. In order to do so, all you have to do is send an email, askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. So every Tuesday we do this episode, and then on Thursday, part of the longer program, we would love to have you join us. So right now, let's talk to David from Virginia. Hi, David. Welcome to the program. What can I do for you? Hi, Jill. Thanks. So I have a question around allocation. Um, I've been putting money away in my 401k and Roth 401k and IRAs for a while now. and I haven't really been paying much attention to it and logged in early this year and saw I had more money than I thought I would. All right. I love that. What a pleasant <laughs> surprise. It's like when you stick your hand in your pocket and you're like, oh, my God, there's a $20 bill here. I feel so good. <laughs> I know. Right? Right. And uh, the thing is, I haven't given much thought to what I was actually investing in. I, I take the traditional advice of using low-cost index funds, and everything worked great. But now I've got money in all different accounts that seem to be invested in the same kind of index funds. And so I'm wondering if this is something that I need to be uh, changing up to kind of take some money off the table mm. to uh, uh, really kind of diversify even farther into bonds. I, I really have almost uh, no bond investments. And on a more global scale, think about is continuing to invest in the market um, in, in new investments the, the way that I should be looking, or am I really kind of concentrating my risk in, in the market? So, okay, let's let's back up a second. Tell yeah. me a little bit about yourself. How old are you? I'm 34. Married, single? Married. Um, spouse, same age-ish, older, younger? She's 34 as well. Okay. Both of you working right now? Yes. Okay. You have kids? Yep, one son. Okay, how old? 20 months. Oh, my God. And yet you sound so chipper, not like you've lost a wink of sleep. It's very, it's very impressive. Uh, David, tell me about the kind of investment we're discussing here. Is this for retirement, generally speaking? So I have, I feel like, every account possible. So I've got 401k, uh, Roth IRA, traditional IRA, HSA, 529. I feel like I've got accounts everywhere. Okay. Let's just look at the retirement stuff first, because it's almost a little bit easier. Uh, in the retirement accounts, ballpark between you and your wife, about how much in retirement accounts right now? So I've got about 290 in the 401k slash Roth 401k, mm-hmm. uh, about 30,000 in a Roth IRA, uh, and my wife has about uh, 13,000 in her Roth IRA. Okay. So, I mean, this is a good chunk of money, you know, 330 some odd thousand dollars. Are you contributing uh, the maximum to your retirement accounts at this point? How much are you putting in on an annual basis? So this year will be the first year that I truly max out the 401k. Great. Um, and that'll be, you know, the, the, the max. The Roth IRA, we kind of look at as if we can do it, great, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to get at least uh, 3000 in each account every year. Um, but if we can do more, we'll do more. And is your wife putting away the same amount of money? Is she also maxing out of her retirement account? Close. I mean, okay. she's probably like five or six hundred dollars away. We'll, we'll probably get that this year. Okay. Now, have you ever done one of these risk assessment questionnaires? Have you ever kind of gone through the paces where you say, "Hey, let me just really get a sense of how much risk I should be taking," because you know, obviously, you're not twenty-two, but you're not. 
72. So you may you don't need your money, hopefully, for another 30 or 40 years. But how do you guys feel about risk? You know, I, I feel like it's changed a little bit. Um, <laughs> the, the more I look at it now, I think it's really changed with the amount of money that's in there. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, I, I might want to stop and and reassess what I'm what I'm doing. Um, in terms of risk, I certainly understand that we got a long time horizon and uh, you know, we want to you know, maximize the time in the market and, and the investments um, in, the, in the stock market. So certainly understand that. But at the same time, I look at a dollar amount. I'm like, I don't want to lose this tomorrow if the market goes you know, south. I, I think the, the, my risk tolerance is kind of changing. I think that, that, that. I think that makes sense. You know, think of it this way. Let's say that you're 22 years old and you're in your first job and you have a 401k and you've got two grand in there and the market collapses and your two turns into one. And it stinks. I mean, really, yeah. that's awful. But if in your case, if your 300 went to 150, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's the same loss, right? Same percentage right. loss. But yes, you've got more at stake now. So yeah. you said that you really have most of the money in the stock market, in the U.S. stock market, would you say? Yeah, to the predominant holding in the 401k is the S&P 500 index. Okay. I mean, look, you are young, but I would point something out. First of all, for everyone listening, I am a self-proclaimed wimp. I may be the only former commodities trader who really does not like risk. And so what I have learned in studying how portfolios perform over time is that when you add in an asset class that maybe zigs when your stocks zag, what you essentially are saying is, I would like to sign up for a program where I can mostly do pretty well, almost as well as the overall market, if things are going great on the upside. But I would like to really limit what's happening on the downside. And that's what asset allocation is really all about. That's what balancing out your asset allocation would look like. So, In my mind, even though you're young and hopefully don't need this money for a long time, I would even suggest that instead of being, you know, 95 or 98 percent in stocks, that you would even pull it back and say, what would this look like if I were 70 percent in stocks and 30 percent in other stuff? And maybe that other stuff would be a little bit of cash, some intermediate bond funds, again, using index funds to fill in the gaps. Um, maybe even uh, if you have it available to you in your retirement accounts, maybe there's a, a commodities or a real estate little piece that you could put, you know, like 5% in. And again, this is what you give up. If the stock market goes straight up, you're going to call me back and say, you stink. I could have been up 20%. I'm only up 16%. And by the way, when I was an investment advisor, I fielded many of those calls. You want to jump out the window. But okay, I understand. But you probably wouldn't call me up and say, the market just went down by half. And instead of my portfolio losing half its value, I actually went down by 25%. It wasn't so horrible. So that's what you're doing. You're limiting your upside a little bit to make the downside more livable. And what I would also say is that when you have a diversified portfolio like that, and you create something called auto rebalancing, which I hope you have in your 401k, which means whatever I put in my allocation that on some periodic basis, the plan will rebalance the portfolio to keep that allocation in check. If you do that, your bet is I'm still going to be a long-term growth investor, but I'm willing to give a little upside up. I'm willing to forego that 
to limit what my downside damage could be. And I think it also helps you prevent yourself from panicking when bad things happen. Couple of things. So how would 70-30 sound to you? I think totally doable. And it would kind of help me sleep at night, not waking up, you know, every week and checking it to see <laughs> if anything's happened. So, okay. I yeah, love, I love that you are admitting that you're losing a little sleep over this. Um, <laughs> second thing is you said you had HSAs, uh, health savings accounts. The only thing I would say about that is the sooner you think you needed money, the less risk you could take. So in an HSA, I'm a little bit less risky because, you know, if you blow your knee out next year and you have to spend some money to get surgery, you're going to need the money and you don't want to actually be subject to the high highs and low lows of the market. So that I'd pull back. Are you doing education stuff for our 20-month Einstein in training? (laughs) We are. We have a a 529. Okay. Have you just done an age-based kind of allocation for that where the plan puts money in place based on the age of the kid? You know, we looked at that, but the fees were kind of high. And Mm. and, so we, I opted for the my old standby, the the stock fund, uh, Vanguard Total Market. And so um, that's what all of that is in today. That's fine for now. As the kid age, you know, gets older, you start pulling the risk back because you might need the money. So that seems fine to me. I think you're on your way. I love the idea of having a more diversified portfolio. But again, you know, you just know you're making the trade in your mind. I'm okay. And and think of it this way. I, I gain a little bit of sleep. I lose a little upside potential. That's it. That's the bet you're putting out there. I believe in my heart that that is a bet that most investors should be taking. Great. All right, man. Go and uh, reallocate. Let me know how it goes, okay? Will do. Thanks a lot, Jill. Thanks so much for calling. Take care. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off bonus question of the week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.